to any one sports team is pretty hard to justify. Because the players are always changing, the team can move to another city. You're actually rooting for the club when you get right down to it. You are standing and cheering and yelling for your clothes to meet the clothes from another city. Fans will be so in love with a player, but if he goes to another team, they fool him. Well, uh, this is Ryan uh, with Mike, back for another episode of Rooting for the Clothes. Um, we wanted to start off today with uh, the, the news that Kyle Gibson is going to have um, Tommy John surgery sometime this week, or very very shortly. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to be performed by the same guy who did Joe Nathan's surgery. I forget the guy's name. But um, we want to talk a little about what, uh, what sort of impact that has on his you know, his potential, his career, what what we think, uh, what we think, what we think of that, and, well. I'd say, for, uh, for the most part, for me, obviously, it's disappointing, but doesn't, at this point, it, it doesn't come as much of a surprise. Uh, I think pretty much expected that after the initial diagnosis of trying to rehab, kind of the same thing that Pat Nishik had. Uh, you know, people were a little quick to jump on the trainers, because it, sometimes rehab does work. I mean, I think Due to the injury history this year with the Twins and the trainers, I mean, pe people, are, including me, are not that willing to trust that the trainers are making the right decision. But, you know, at this point, he was going to pretty much miss next season anyway, so I guess, you know, might as well give him a chance to try rehab. Obviously, it didn't work, and unfortunately, yeah. it'll probably be 2013 before we see him again. I mean, but then again, you point to a guy like Strasburg. I don't remember exactly, but I think his, his surgery was very late August, wasn't it? Was it uh, some August twenty? In the yeah, 20th? I think it was sometime in August. I think he just passed twelve months recently. Yeah, so, you know, and and uh, you know, that's hope that maybe he can come back. I'm not saying with the Twins next. Definitely, he wouldn't make any starts with the Twins next year. But there's hope. I mean, I doubt he. I I doubt personally. I doubt that he will. But there's hope that he could be back some point next at the very end next year. Yeah, so, something I read. The other problem is sorry. The other problem is that the minor league seasons finish up sooner. So. Yeah, something I read recently about uh, Tommy John surgery, it wasn't really Gibson, I, I forget where I read it, is that uh, a lot of people still quote the 12 to 18 months as the recovery period, and it's really gotten shorter than that. Yeah, I think... I think uh, that with, was, with the new modern techniques. I think that was a piece about Strasburg. Yeah, yeah. Someone think, was writing that the Nationals aren't rushing him back, this is just the 12 to yeah. 18 months is outdated. It's yeah, 12, really, with new techniques and rehab procedures, 12 to 18 months... You know, it, it might take 18 months for a guy to recover, be his old self. You know, obviously some guys are never their old self after the surgery. Uh, so we know that as Twins fans, of course. With some guys are their old selves, and then, well. Yeah, and then the next year they somehow are horrible again. Yep. But anyways, so that, that 12 to 18 is kind of outdated. So, I mean, you know, Gibson could be ready to pitch at the end of next season, but like, like you said... With the minor league season already ending, and, and he's not going to come up and pitch for the Twins at the end of the season in his first action back, I, I wouldn't think. No, there's no, especially since he never pitched with them. Before. Yeah, so, so there's no chance of that. So it so, looks like we'll probably be seeing him in 2013. It, you know, start. Uh, you know, who knows what'll be going on? Who knows? Maybe point. maybe he'll go to the Arizona Fall League next year or something like that. You never know. But that's a bit of unfortunate news to start off the day, but. Let's talk about something uh, a little more exciting that happened yesterday. Twins won a game. Um, beat our beat our rival White Sox after, uh, I think we had lost five in a row to them or something. Yep. We got swept 
in Minnesota earlier in the month. And yeah, we, we, were treated, we were treated a little too well with that uh, big uh, winning streak we were on against the White Sox, whatever. You know, we had won so many games in a, uh, against them, not in a row, but in Over general. Over the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, pretty much uh, dominated them. Well, I mean, barely hang out, hung on yesterday. It was a great oh, yeah. start to the game, but... And, uh, they were jumping all over PV in that first yeah, inning. There were no bloopers in that either. That was three doubles, two homers, and a sharp. Yeah, shot. that's what sort of confused me. I saw uh, some uh, someone tweeted. I think I saw that it was like, "Oh, glad to see the Twins can win when the other team spots a six in the first inning." And I, I didn't agree with that. The Twins hit the ball really well yesterday. Yeah. And they didn't get. I mean, I, sure, they may have been bad pitches, but the Twins took full advantage. I mean, I think for once, I think the comment is more on the fact that. The they almost, almost blew it. Blew it. Yeah, you know, that's the true. In the first inning. And it was nice to see a little offensive outburst, and although we also uh, the night before we scored some runs too, it was just the pitching couldn't hold it together. Mm-hmm. Blew two, three run leads in that game. Gonna, the offense is going to need to pick up. That was, that was also somewhat the defense's fault. I remember uh, Kadir throwing away a horrible throw on a potential double play ball. Oh well, uh, Luke Hughes is a bit of a. Luke Hughes making even Ron Gardenhire uh, pine for Danny Valencia at third base. So I don't know who's scoring that. He got one error. Clearly deserved a second. The one was throwing in you. There's no way you can't call that an error. He just threw it over Morno. Not Morno. Mauer was playing first base, I think, that day. But whoever was playing first base, he threw it way too high. And the next one, it bounced. He bounced, bounced right, right to him, bounced right off his glove. Still probably better than that throw uh, Wilson Bedemeet had earlier in the year against the Twins. <laughs> well, yes. When he almost hit his pitcher on the mound. He bounced it into the <laughs> dugout. I don't think it didn't actually go in the dugout, but it bounced toward and hit the dugout fence. Yeah. Um, and, but they're going to need some the hitting to pick it up coming up. And then tomorrow they play. They have to go up against Jared Weaver. Yeah, I've been uh, the Twins. Uh, a lot of the Twins players have been enjoying the off day today. I've been uh, following them on Twitter. Guys like uh, Butera and. Danny Valencia have all been tweeting about how awesome it is at the in the beach over there in uh, L.A. or Anaheim. I'm not oh. sure where exactly they are, but oh, they're yeah. so, SoCal. Yeah. It's well, a nice day off for them, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess there's really nothing Butera can do anyways. He should probably shouldn't even bother trying. <laughs> he shouldn't play, I suppose, against Weaver. It's just a hopeless situation. Um, yeah, and uh, some other, another Twins news. Um... Yesterday, the Twins uh, announced their selections to the Arizona Fall League, and Mo- most of them, uh, I was surprised. No, no, only one real big prospect this year. Yeah, just just Aaron Hicks. He's uh, he's you know obviously the big draw, yeah, uh, you know in general, not just Twins in to, in the Arizona Fall League are going to be Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. Yeah, I heard they're on, on the, the same, same team. team, both playing. Um, I wonder what happens, I guess, if the Angels somehow come back and make the playoffs. I'm assuming Trout will no longer be headed to the Arizona Fall League. I, I guess, yeah. Because he'd be on the... I think he'd have to be on the postseason roster, right? Cause, well, no. He could. He doesn't necessarily have to be on the postseason roster. But no, I assume he definitely he doesn't be. have to be. But I assume he would be. Yeah. So, and even even though he's... Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know what will happen if he doesn't. The other thing... Um, the Twins will be playing on the Mesa Solar Sox. Uh, the, the other guys are Chris Herman, Bruce... Like, I, Pugue? I, 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 I don't I, know I, how to say I'm his last name. Pugue. Not that I haven't heard of him, I've just never heard his name pronounced. I, I'll say, we'll say Pugue. I don't know if that's right. And Brian Dozier. 
Cole DeVries, and Brett Jacobson. Also Scott Diamond, although I definitely I definitely heard he's going from multiple people, multiple sources, but I, I couldn't find that he wasn't listed on the official Arizona Fall League roster. So, oh, so, so you have sources now. No, just the people I read, you know, <laughs> Seth, Seth Stowe's and, oh. the other, and the other places I read it. But I have not, I, and he was not listed on any other roster, so I'm not sure what team he's playing on. Because some, some, some teams have to split up where their guys go. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dozier was a guy that I heard uh, Seth was mentioning as a potential uh, surprise call-up for September, but it uh, doesn't seem like that's happening now. No, I, I don't know, yeah. Um, I was listening to Ron Gowernheim's radio show last week, and it didn't really sound like they were interested in calling up people who weren't on the 40-man roster. He yeah, that, that's pretty much what I uh, what I figured, he, and we talked about that last week. We didn't he think said there something. Would be he basically he said, uh, the, you know, the uh, it was with Phil Mackey and Patrick Ricey, and they were asking him who who we, who would be called up, and he you know he mentioned actually he mentioned Hoey, uh, who was called up. He's the only call up so far. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a minute, I guess, right? Yeah, uh, he mentioned Guerra, and that was it. And but and then they asked about oh what about guys who are on the forty man roster or like there's the and you know he said that's pretty much all we have down there and you know Royce or Mac he said well what about guys on the forty man roster and he said oh well 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 those those spots are the, we, you, those aren't just like you don't just mess around with those spots on the forty man roster is what so it didn't sound like he was yeah there's playing dead weight on there but I guess where they'll wait till after the season yeah to, to drop some of it regardless <laughs> of how you feel. Apparently, it seems obvious the Twins are not eager to mess around with the 40-man Oh, roster. yeah, I don't, think, I don't think there's anyone really pushing, anyone not on the 40-man roster really pushing for that call-up anyway. So nope. even, even though I think there's plenty of guys who could be uh, dropped from the 40-man, I don't have a problem with them, you know, not calling yeah. anyone else. So the, I, I guess the, uh, Joe Benson was a name that I thought might be going to the Arizona Fall League. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Is, it, uh, is there any chance? I know the, the Rockets are kind of in a playoff hunt right now. Is there any chance that he could get called up when the season ends? When the, well, when the Rockets yeah, season the Rockets ends? are half a game ahead and for their second playoff spot in their division, half a game ahead of Redding, I believe. So, uh, I he'll I assume he'll stay down there at least till the end of the regular season. And then if they make the playoffs, he'll probably stay there for the playoffs. But I would hope, especially if he's not going to the Arizona Fall League, he's getting a call-up because it, he... Well, we need to see him in, on the Twins. I mean, he's he's playing well again this year, and I know he's only in Double A, but plenty of guys go right from Double A to the majors, especially just for a, a cup just of coffee. Yeah, Ben Revere did it. Ben Revere did it last year. Uh, you know, and look, and now now he played in Triple A very briefly, and he's playing. Not that he's playing all that well, but you know, he's holding, the emptiest batting average around. He's he's holding his own. I mean, so, he is on SportsCenter every single day recently, oh, yeah. holding down okay. best best of the best, best of with the that best. amazing catch he made last week. Yeah. Oh well. Speaking of amazing catches, there, there was a. I mean, I don't. You know, Revere's was great. I don't want to say this is better, but this one was pretty darn good by Brian Dinkelman down in Rochester. Uh, let's listen. Early, he had a cup of coffee with the Twins earlier this year. It was up for a couple weeks, uh, right? Yeah, but and now he's not on the forty-man roster though. Yeah, that I think that that was really a, an emergency call up when he got his shot. But hey, that's great for him. I mean, a guy who may not ever get another shot, but that, I'm sure he had a great, fun two weeks yeah. as a major league ball player. Let's listen to the, the call of that catch. This one hit well to right field. Dinkelman going back to the wall, and he makes the catch. Oh baby, what a grab! 
and he throws to first base. Not in time, but still a phenomenal catch. One of the best of the season at Frontier Field. Brian Nicholas took a two-run homer away from Nate Spears. Yeah, so... First thing that comes to mind for me is I didn't know people video. I didn't know they had people like professionals videotaping these. Yeah, uh, that's because recording these yeah, games. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I was not aware of that either. But you know, they've got a bunch of highlights here on MyLeagueBaseball.com. Yeah, so that's obviously just one of them. And that was a pretty pretty uh, amazing play. Not one of those one that you're like, oh, I'm not sure that was going to be a home run. I mean, if you you can watch it yourself on MyLeagueBaseball.com. But he. His, his arm was really extended over yeah, that wall, and, and he also didn't have time to, to stand. He was like full sprint jumping towards the wall and had to just, you know, get there and jump right away. He didn't have any time to time that. Yeah. So, and then, let's, uh, let's you mention a couple of the other guys we were talking about for the, the fall league. Jacobson and uh, Pugue. Is that how what we just said to say Pugue? Yeah, we're saying Pugue. Pugue. Okay. We're going with that. Pugue, those two guys, those are guys who are in double A right now and not pitching all that well. Pugue was pitching in, sing, sorry, single A, I almost said triple A, single A, high single A earlier this year, and he was doing quite well, and then he got called up, and he's, his FIP is actually over seven in, in uh, double A. Whoa, that's in the Steve he, Blass range. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's walking way too many guys, uh, I think over eight per nine, and he's given up a ton of home runs, so... Uh, he's struggling. It'll be a good opportunity to see him play against the best, you know, some of the best competition in the minors here, and see if he can pitch any better. And Jacobson's another guy. He's the guy, one of the guys we picked up in the J.J. Hardy trade. He also has had some real control issues. Not not quite as bad as Pugh, but his he also doesn't strike as he doesn't strike as many guys out. So those are two guys who have really not done all that well this year. And let's you know. We'll give them a shot in the Arizona Fall League, sort of redeem themselves. Um, and then DeVries, uh, he's uh, I, I remember I met him when I was uh, scoring Rockets games. He would often chart, uh, you know, the starting pitchers for the Rockets who aren't pitching, chart the games in the stands. My seat was did you, right behind did them. Did you talk to him at all or anything? Uh, I remember, you know, <laughs> you know, no real conversations, but, you know, every brief, like when something funny happened, maybe, like, they, you know, you make a comment to the person around you. Sometimes yeah. they say something yeah. to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So well, he he's 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 been in Triple A this year, uh, and I, I you know honestly I you know these selections just aren't exciting like yeah that's what I was, that's what I was uh, thinking looking at the list for the casual fan, uh, you know Hicks is the only guy here that's really in, in interesting obviously uh, for a lot of you know top, casual top two fan. yeah casual fan for a top two prospect for the twi- of the Twins top one hundred on many lists. Before the season, yeah. No, uh, no, and the for most people, you know, for the casual fan, the only other guy you've probably even heard of is is Scott Diamond, of course, since he's been start had three starts for the Twins now this year and just got his first major league win yesterday in that eight to six victory. Yeah, and uh, but Herman but, and Dozier. So, so the pitchers. So, I don't know. The, the score might not have been eight to six. I think it was eight to oh. seven. Anyways, that's not important. Seven six. It was one run game. Uh, Dozier and Herman. Are, are, I don't want to say exciting, but they're, I, I, I feel, I feel like I, I am more excited to see what they have because, they've both been at, uh, Herman started at single A, moved up to double A, and Dozier's been did the same thing, 
and they've both been hitting pretty well. Herman barely cracked uh, the top 50. He was in the composite rankings I did across a bunch of twins uh, prospect rankings. He was he came he was on one list and came in overall in the 50s. So he was not even on the prospect map basically. But he's he's uh, put together a pretty nice year at both levels. Walked a good amount. Uh, really a lot. He's, his walk rate's 14-16 percent, and he's put he's had some some power, and he plays catcher, or no, he plays outfield, doesn't he? Herman, uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, no, I think he used to play catcher, but now he's been playing mostly outfield. Um, he might play both. Anyways, and then Dozier, who's a shortstop, and he. He's been putting together a very nice year. His, I guess his, that's pro- some that, power. That's and, probably why Seth, Seth mentioned him as a potential. Yeah, no, I'm not. I I hadn't seen that much because he was barely on the prospect map too, and but he has he has had a very nice year. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll be excited to see what those guys yeah what those guys can do in in a fall league. But to the casual fan, those names probably aren't aren't anything exciting. Probably haven't Hicks. heard of them. Yeah, <laughs> except for Hicks. So speaking of the minor leagues, they t- September call-ups are uh, today. Obviously, rosters expand to 40 guys, and like we were saying, Twins didn't really choose anybody. Uh, they they just got all they got was Jim Hoey. Uh, obviously, relief pitcher came over with Jacobson uh, earlier in the year. Oh, sorry, last off season when the Twins traded Hardy to the Orioles, and Hoey, you know, we saw what he was earlier in the year. Got a got a Fastball of great velocity, but unfortunately very straight and hittable. And yeah. he also does not have great control. So overall, just you know, it's exciting to the possibilities whenever you see a guy who can throw 98 miles per hour. But unfortunately, he doesn't really have the control needed or the movement on his fastball. But we'll get another chance to see him in this month. Yeah, I mean. And the other, but the other guy who we said last time we were excited to see was uh, Dayolos Guerra, and unfortunately, just as it seems has happened every single time, um, a twins injury comes up. Twins injury. He is. He's had some form pain, or, uh, or so he's. This was according to. Where did you hear this? Uh, was this according to Um. Well, but from Lavelle. Oh. Okay. Well, I got it. I read it on. Lavelle, uh, twin, twin beat writer, credit on his blog that Gara has been had some pain, and so he, I, it just seems really unlikely he's going to see any time with the Twins. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate because you know, I, I you said earlier, Garnheyer actually even mentioned him, mentioned him as a potential call up on his radio show. Yeah, so, so they were actually considering uh, bringing him up. So it's just unfortunate he has the injury, and they're not going to be able to see him in the majors this year, mm-hmm. probably. And other than that, he, you know, he said, I guess I, I was expecting Chuck James to come up. Yeah, I know we talked about it last last week on the on our first podcast. And he's, and we were we were he's expecting we were expecting some other relievers to come up, but uh, we mentioned Chuck James, and you know, I, I guess it was just oh Jeff Manship, although he was not as expected. Yeah. So lo- he, he, he does have some sort of injury also. Oh, okay. So the only the only slight surprise is that Chuck James wasn't called up, but like like you said, he could always be later. 
And, but also, the twins are out of it. They just have to pay him something. And yeah, I think I read uh, this was just a random tweet. I didn't, and it wasn't anyone who was necessarily reliable. I don't, I don't remember who it was. It just, no, and they said it would, they would make, I think it was sixty-three thousand dollars, or so it wasn't much. But it's, you know, it's something. Yeah. That September call would make that much. Um, now let's move on to a. You know, we've been talking a lot about the minor leagues. Let's move on to a topic that I've been pretty worked up about the past couple of days. Yeah. And week, more like past week or weeks. And that's uh, the criticism that Joe Maurer's been getting. I yeah. Mean, I wrote about it, and I just, I, I don't understand it. Uh, he he has, I mean, I understand. He says, oh, I have a stiff neck. That, that doesn't sound good. Why, why can't you be out there with a stiff neck? I, I get that, but why is it? Why is it necessary for him to be out there, first of all? I want to see him play as much as anybody else, but if he thinks he can't go, I think we just got to say, oh, well, he can't, he can't go. I mean, He's obviously hurting, you know? The, people who, the, the problem that people have are that he should be out there if he, you know, he should be playing through pain. And I agree with that to a point. Like, if you, if the, you, if, you know, you got a paper cut on your arm and you can't go, that's going to be a problem, but... But and the people people are acting like this is some sort of repeated pattern, but they're basing that off the fact that he had niece he bilateral leg weakness. I mean, it, would, and, it and, just it, and, I think a lot of the problem is with an injury like that, no one's ever heard of. Seems kind of mysterious that the twins and him just aren't very forthcoming with information. I, but I think people criticize Maurer and the twins, well, you know, mainly specifically Maurer for not being forthcoming with his injuries, but. Then I, you know, I hear him quoted, and he says like, the reason he's not doesn't talk about his injuries is because he doesn't want, you know, if he's out there, he's playing and he's not blaming on his injuries. That's what he says, and that seems like the exact thing that most fans should want a guy to say, want him to be like, and yet be accountable he, even with injuries. Yeah, and yet since Maurer goes out there and tr plays when he can, uh, you know, people somehow just don't think he's tough enough. No, the 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 other issue is is that they called it like I think it was Aaron Gleeman who I read said this if they had called, just called it complications from off season knee surgery people would have been like oh he had surgery and, and it didn't yeah. go right and he got that, recovered that's, yeah that's, then people would have been like oh okay I yeah, see why it's that's not another fun. problem with them like, using it, the mysterious not ever heard it's of not, weak it's not just mysterious it, it, it just it's sounds also, like oh I'm just weak it, yeah yeah I know. Weak. But it's it you know it's also I think it's also part of it that no you know no one's ever heard of that. Yeah. You hear that? You go, what? First of all, that sounds really. That sounds like he's a wuss. And second of all, <laughs> I've never heard of that. I think they made it up. Uh, and, and I think that's how how a lot of people felt, and that's why so part of the reason for such a, the negative reaction. So people are basically looking at those two things: the neck and the leg. Because since he came back from the DL, he yeah, has so, played almost every day, and he's been hit. And he's hit over 300. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, not much power. That's true. I mean, we can't deny that. But he's hit over 300 and played almost every day before the neck issue. So, and then you look back, seasons past, you know, he's, people think he doesn't play that much, but it's because you have to look at it. Compared to other catchers, this is the toughest position catcher. to play in the majors. And he has played it better than anyone. Be definitely since better. Since he's been a catcher, since he's been with the Twins, well, better, far, far, far better than anyone else. Far better than anyone else. And, in addition, he has played it, as much as anybody else. If you look at, go by plate appearances, it's, he's actually played it the most. If you go by innings, 
or games caught innings or games, he's he's up there in the top uh, top three, top five over the, since 2005 when he started catching full time. He's, he's actually yeah, I'm looking at he's sixth sixth in innings since from 2005 to this year. He's sixth in innings among catchers. So I mean that, the, that's the, pretty the, good. The fifth number was uh, must have been because I, I, I did I did this research earlier in the week must have been 05 to 2010 not including okay. this year. Yeah. But he's still sixth even including the the this year when he's suffered from uh, when he's missed a lot of time he's missed a couple two months about total. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just I, do, I, do I, I I I do not understand the people who uh, uh, criticize him and. Yeah. He's played, he's such a good player. He's having this one bad year. He had, you're right, back in 07. Yes, 07 when the Twins, last time the Twins had a losing record. When they went 79-83. Mauer, he had, it wasn't as, for him, it wasn't as bad for as this him. year. But that, that year was still, he had a, was a still down year. pretty good. This year has been, you know, not not good. I, sure. I would say, yeah, I mean, he had a 354 Woba in 2007. This year, 311, which... Uh, is below average, but for a catcher, that's it's actually not bad. I so I, uh, you know, the contract. That's that's what it is. Yeah. People people see the contract. They want him to be Superman now. Yeah. And when I signed that, I you know, know a, a reasonable person or rational person would see times like this coming. Now, if it's like this for the whole eight years of the contract, yeah, obviously that's horrible. We're gonna. It's gonna be a big regret having signed it. But you know, ever you know, injuries happen. Guys have years like this. To me, it's pretty. I, I've really, it's pretty clear that he's just been playing the whole year hurt. When you know, and when he get when it gets too bad, then those are the times he comes out of the lineup. You know, when he realized that in the beginning of the year that it, he just wasn't ready yet. You know, he went on the DL for a while, and I. But I, he's back. But he, I still think he's, you know, he's not a hundred percent. To me, that's just pretty clear that that's. He's not 100%, and yeah. he won't be this year. Well, and let's let's move uh, to the other half of the M&M boys, and that's Justin Morneau. And this is more worrisome, and and I mean I've seen people attack Morneau too, not not nearly as much as Maurer, but I've seen them attack Morneau, and that yeah, that, that 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 I just I don't I, I, it's just no, dis- it's po- just disappointing to see with something as serious as a head a head injury. Yeah, when because when you it, when you call it a brain injury, which is what it is. I I think I don't think anyone goes oh no one's no one's gonna be but why is he not in there he and please if you call it that people are gonna back off and be like oh wow that's that's serious and that's what it is that yeah. that's what it is it's an injury to his brain I mean I just I just hope I mean uh, I you, know, you, you saw what Corey uh, we we've I've read a, a you I don't know if you the listeners have but we've you know Corey Koski former twin in the two thousands and went through. Uh, 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 concussion problems, and for a couple, he, he had, it was ongoing for a couple of years. You know, tried to make he a tried to make a comeback, rulers. but just never really happened. And so I, you know, just for just for Morneau personally, I hope he's yeah. able to to recover. And you know, obviously as a fan, I hope he can he's able to play the game the way he was before the injury. Yeah, he uh, Kofkis was similarly innocuous. You know, just like Morneau's. One of those probably more so, but Koski was just chasing a foul pop. Uh, he didn't hit his head and run the wall or anything. He just like um, slipped or fell, you know overran it and fell backward. You know tried to catch it and hit his head, and that that was pretty much it for his career. I mean he played some since then, but it was all it was all so, struggle. After I mean that. hopefully we don't have a situation like this for Morneau. They're saying, 
I'm hearing that he could be cleared to go by this weekend, but, you know, after what we went through last year, I'll believe it when yeah. he's on the field. Yeah. And I hope it is this weekend, and I hope he's really, he's, if he is out there, I hope he really is ready to go, because that'll be great for him, and it'll be great for the Twins and us as fans. But, uh, you know, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a tough situation that, no, and now we have Span going through the same thing. Yeah. So. Just it's just unfortunate situation. It's a real, for that. it's for a bad, bad injury. Yeah. But you don't want to. But I want to go back to Mauer for a second and just touch on another point that bothers me is that people who call him a singles hitter because he doesn't hit 20, 30 home runs a year. Or, or you know, because he did hit twenty eight in two thousand nine. Yeah. Now people, but, but you know, before that people called him a singles hitter, and yeah. after that, now they call him a singles hitter again. And it's just to me, people no people don't see the difference between a singles hitter uh or sorry don't see the variation between a singles hitter classic example ben revere <laughs> that that that, that is, is a single that hitter. is a single hitter no that he's, he's more of an infield singles hitter actually <laughs> <laughs> anyways people don't see the very variation the scale from singles hitter to home run hitter they just they just you know, like they Carlo, just group Carlos up, Pena yeah. classic home run hitter they doesn't just group, get hits anywhere else they just group guys into two categories if you don't hit home runs you're a singles hitter and uh, this year, to be honest, that's been true of Maurer. He's, he's been mainly a singles hitter. But, you know, like I said, I really just think that's due to injury into his legs. He can't drive the ball the way he usually does. You know, there's a, diff there's a variation, and he's in that middle spot, that, that guy who hit with power to the gaps, you know, hits, could hit a few home runs a year, but mainly gap doubles power. Guy like Nick Markakis, that, that's what Joe Maurer's like, and he's great at it. And, and that, that's a, I and just that's a, that's a valuable skill. It's, yeah, that very, skill has value. Obviously, if every double you hit was a home run, that'd be better. But it's not like you have someone who can do everything Joe Maurer does, but then hit home runs. Yeah. That was supposed to be Matt Wieters. How did that turn out? I mean, well, he's doing better this year. No, I, he's not a terrible player. Not gonna... <laughs> he's not a terrible player. But okay, just so I just wanted to get that off my chest about Maurer. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, and I think with that, that's. Uh, that's going to be a wrap for us today. This is, uh, has been Ryan and Mike with Rooting for the Close, the uh, Twins on Twins podcast, uh, episode two. Yeah, for uh, September 1st, 2011, first day of September.